Welcome back to another episode of That's Business. Today's guest, Adam Fullerton, is a husband, father, and a friend to many. He's the co-founder of Branded Bull Inc., a digital marketing agency where he helps small businesses look awesome and grow, as well as a full-time retail marketing manager for a nationwide RV company. Previous to Branded Bull, he worked as a career coach and founded MondaysShouldn'tSuck.com. He's the previous host of the Take Back Your Career podcast. After graduating from Michigan State University in 2006, he joined Carhartt's marketing team where he spent the first six years of his career. In total, Adam has over 15 years of experience in marketing and is all about helping others achieve their dreams. Adam, we have a lot to catch up on since I last talked to you. We do. How have you been? Everything's been good. So a little backstory for listeners. Adam, when he had his podcast, asked me to be a guest, and it is the very first podcast I ever was on. And hilarious that I have my own now. Well, you know, back then when I was looking for people, I was at the stage where I was like, I don't even know who to bring on because I didn't know. I didn't know who knew what. And I remember, you know, doing a search and seeing you and several others. And I looked through all of your stuff and I was like, I think this is going to be a good person, but I like had no clue. Right. So I invited you on. You were one of the first four or five episodes. And uh, yeah, like you said, we hit it off and we've stayed in touch ever since then. And it's been great to touch base, check in, help you with your own podcast in the beginning uh, and all of those things. So I'm excited to be on and I appreciate everybody tuning in. Yes. Now, the microphone and all the equipment and Adam's podcast was done so well. And like you said before we started recording, you set the bar so high. And I was like, I really want Adam on, but I'm kind of nervous about it because I feel like yours was so much better than mine. I want to start with your story because you have such a great story of where you came up with the podcast idea. And of course, my favorite Mondays shouldn't suck.com. So if you feel comfortable, I want to start in the beginning with where you even had this idea for this. For Mondays shouldn't suck.com. So here's the thing. My mindset, my attitude has definitely changed over the years, first and foremost. When I was growing up, we grew up in a very poor area. We went to high school, like everybody said you should do. You go to college, like everybody says you should go to. And then I graduated and found a job at a big company like everybody says you should do. And so I did all of that. I went to traditional career path or route. And when I was um, doing that, and in the beginning, I was like, yeah, I'm doing everything right. This is what you should do. I'm crushing it. And imagine where I'm going to be in five years, 10 years. So what I did is I, again, went to high school, went to Michigan State University, graduated there, got my marketing degree, and then joined Carhartt soon thereafter. And so then I was there for a handful of years, actually six years to the date when I quit, because in the beginning, I was, like I said, doing everything right. Until six years in, I wasn't even sure what I was doing anymore. I was just at that point in life where I was like, how do I get to the next level? How do I become rich? How do I become influential? How do I become a manager of my own time? How do I just take life and own it? And that is the opposite of where I was. So I kind of set out on this path to dabble in a little of entrepreneurship. And both my brothers are both entrepreneurs as well. And they went that route. So it was really interesting to see the success they had, uh, you know, over the course of many years and kind of where I was. And it wasn't that anybody was doing anything better. It was just the lifestyle. How did you really want to, you know, have your day-to-day look like and operate? And ultimately, I quit Carhartt and went somewhere else, but also started dabbling into career coaching to reflect on those pains and struggles and challenges that I saw because I wanted to help other people avoid those same pitfalls 
challenges and like, you know, you know, it's like just hitting your head against the wall saying, what am I doing in life? What am I doing with my career, my job? And everything started to suck. So uh, like I said, Mondays Shouldn't Suck is the title of the brand that I launched. And it was all about helping people not hate Mondays because that's the running joke because everybody wakes up and they hate Mondays, right? Case of the Mondays. And I hated it. Everybody hates it. So I was like, let me help people learn from my past experiences. Hopefully that answers the question. Of course. And it's so interesting. I just talked about this, I think, on my last episode, but I forgot what she phrased it, but it was the you graduate college and you have the like, oh, shit, adulthood is not what it was so hyped up to be. You know, in college is supposed to be best years of your life. You're supposed to do all these things. And did you have that experience? And I know, obviously, you said, like, what am I going to do next? But did you have kind of like that, oh, shit moment where you kind of built this business off of? Yeah. So I think that. Again, I had certain expectations in my head once I got out of college. And then I kind of say, okay, here's what I need to do. Here's how I become successful. I joined Carhartt, again, a big company, and I was promoted two or three times within two or three years. I was reporting to a VP so quickly and all of these things were so great. And then eventually I hit that wall and I was like, okay, so what's next? How do I get to where I want to go? Your career isn't two, three, four, five years. It's 20, 30, 40, 50 years. So how do you get to where you want to go. And ultimately, I didn't feel like I was on the path to where I wanted to go. Now, keep in mind what I wanted in my career and in life also changed. So in the beginning out of college, I was like, oh my God, I want this big kid job. I want to make 50, 60, $70,000. I want to work in a big company. That's great. Like that's short-term what I knew I wanted. And then I got it. And then I said, well, long-term, this is actually not what I want. Just ultimately, I shifted my understanding of kind of my career, my job, life, and what I really wanted to have. So that's where I said, okay, what am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? What are people doing around me? How do I get to where they are? Because they are living the lifestyle that I want. But then you look at the big picture and you say, is staying going to get me where I want to go? No. Okay, well, let's change it up. And again, that's where this whole thing started. This whole path of entrepreneurship started and stemmed from. It was just out of frustration of not getting what I wanted and being six years into it and saying, what am I doing? I can't spend another six years sitting in an office and just, you know, banging my head against the wall. So that's kind of how we got to where we are. We always say, and those listening, if you're like, well, Adam does career coaching, Angela does career coaching, but... I have multiple career coaches on this podcast and people in similar industries because I love hearing like how you're different than me and everything. So I want to ask, how do you approach career coaching? Do you have like kind of like a niche of clients you like to work with or how is that full scope? So that's a good question. It's something that was very passive in the sense that I wasn't actively going out there and trying to get people to work with me. It was more so just providing content that I guess would help educate people, help influence people based on my own understanding of how my career went and what I think other people want as well. And then naturally people started to reach out and just say, hey, love your message. I agree. Monday shouldn't suck. And I want more. I want financial security. I want flexibility. I want to have a meaningful job and a career path, not just another job that you're at three, four, five years and then set the switch. But these are the things that I want. So they would reach out and Really, is just having those conversations and helping whoever reached out. And that's how it all started. That's incredible. Now, transitioning into talking about Branded Bull, 
I want to know the history of the name because I'm very because I don't actually know how you came up with the name. You're just someone that always evolves. And it's just so interesting because I swear every time I go on LinkedIn, every time we touch base, you know, every few months that we do, you're doing something new or you're adding on more services or just like lack of a better term, absolutely kicking ass. And I've loved that I met you like pre-pandemic and just to kind of see this whole evolution of you. But I want to know the name, Backstory Branded Bull, and how do you help clients or what? what's Branded Bull all about, Adam? Yeah, that's a great question. So again, it's about evolution, right? That was your word. You need to understand that throughout life, you will change and you should change. You should grow, you should adapt, and you should not think the same exact things 10 years later. And then 10 years after that, 10 years after that, like it, it's just change is constant and you should be growing and you should be challenging yourself and trying to get to the next level, I guess, in life. And so once I left Carhartt, once I launched Monday Shouldn't Suck and career coaching platform, I said, okay, like this is great. This was out of passion. I really wanted people to avoid the mistakes or the situation that I was in. And after I did that for, you know, we did 75 episodes on the podcast had so many different people reach out. And it's like, that was great, but that was out of passion. What I truly wanted to do was not only help people, but use my marketing background and understanding and leverage it for myself, for others. And again, this whole entrepreneurship thing, own my own business. So that is where uh, a business partner and I, both in marketing, we were one day around her table we're talking and we're like, oh, we should do this for ourselves. Like we could be our own business owners. We could have those things come to fruition. The flexibility, uh, if you want to work more, get paid more, all of these things that we were looking to do in our career and do it for ourselves, right? So we said, all right, let's 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 launch a business. Let's launch a marketing brand. And then of course you're like, well, what the hell does that mean? I don't know. So we have to figure that out. But very quickly, the idea, I don't even know where the idea of the name Demmed from, to be honest, it, it's a play on the term branding. You brand bulls naturally. And so we just thought, like, again, just came up and I was like, I think branded bull would be a cool name because of the plan words. It's aggressive. It's not supposed to be this. And if anybody knows my style, I try to calm down a little bit, but I'm very aggressive at times in terms of my language and what I say. And so it's intended to be an aggressive brand that helps small business owners because my brothers are both small business owners. And so seeing their success, seeing who they helped, that was the demographic that I wanted to go out and assist. And that's why we developed the company. It's how we developed the brand. And that's how we developed or figured out who we really wanted to work with because we saw the challenges and we saw the struggles that people around my brothers had as small business owners. And we said, we can leverage our 15 years of marketing experience. Well, combined over 25 years, and help those people. Plus get what we want out of it, right? Which is owning a small business, et cetera, et cetera. So that's how everything came together. Now, do you have certain groups of clients you work with as far as marketing or what services do you offer? Because I've, I've learned, of course, anyone listening, like not all marketing is the same. One marketing firm does not do the same as the next marketing firm. So what do you really specialize in? Our tagline is that we are big branding built for small business. So we have the big branding knowledge. We have worked in companies for years, understanding graphic design, logos, websites, SEO, all of the things that you would consider marketing. And then what we did is we said, again, let's help the small businesses who really want to do these things. And again, leverage our experience, our knowledge and help them with it. So 
we just took all of this information and this knowledge and experience and said, let's help these guys. And again, turned it into a small business that really provides all of those same solutions or services, again, for small businesses. So we offer everything from, again, graphic design, logo design, websites, SEO support, you know, social media support, getting on Google, all of those different things. So again, it's kind of a one-stop shop where people as a small business can come up and say, I really need help. Like my intention as a small business is not to work on flyers. It's not intended to build a website. It's intended to service your customers and grow a business. But the rule of thumb typically is that if you're not an expert in it, hire it out. So either so then done for small businesses because they don't have millions of dollars typically coming in. But if you can find the right partner at the right price who can help you get that website that you want, update your logo so it doesn't look like it's from clip art, you know, 2003 clip art. That's the point to look professional because the trickle down effect and the result is that customers who work with small businesses, if they look like they're a professional brand who takes life seriously, takes their business seriously, takes their clients seriously, then they're more likely to work with them versus you go onto a brand's website and it's not mobile optimized, you're done. Goodbye, they're on to the next team. They're on to the next company, I should say. So those are all those, you know, little things that add up over time that help a small business look professional and look big. It does make a big difference. And even where I think a lot of small business owners go wrong is they're like, oh, I don't need this. Or like you said, I don't have the thousands of or millions of dollars for it. But you're costing yourself customers because if you have and I love the clip art example because I know so many people that have the crappy clip art logo. So hilarious that you said that. But that's a lesson I learned was my website. Mm-hmm. So I tried did my website myself when I first started off, what, five, six years ago as the side business. And it was so stupid. It was not mobile optimized, wasn't anything there. And the amount of customers, like when we put some money into SEO or some paid ads, like it pays for itself. And that's where especially older small business owners, I feel like go wrong is, well, I don't want to spend the money. It doesn't work. Like referrals. Do you ever get that? I get so many people that say, well, I get so many referrals. I don't need to do marketing. Do you ever hear that? Of course. And nationally, like word of mouth is the most powerful tool in terms of marketing. It is. But you can't, I guess, rest on your laurels thinking that you're always going to have a nonstop pipeline of referrals. It will eventually dry up. I mean, you don't want it to, but it probably will. So it might work in the very beginning and it could last you two, three, four, five years. But eventually you're going to saturate the market in terms of your referrals. And then you're going to need to go out there and proactively find new customers. Because at the end of the day, and this is, I listen to a lot of different people. And so people might have heard of Grant Cardone. He's, I would say, on my Mount Rushmore, um, not because I'm into real estate investing, which he's hugely known for, but because of various quotes and comments and, and concepts that he has said, develops, whatever. But hey, one of his biggest ones is that you're not rich because nobody knows you exist. And so referrals is great. I get it. But ultimately, you want to make as many people know you exist that are your potential customers. So if you kind of just play defense and just take in those referrals, that's awesome. It's not a bad tactic. In my opinion, is eventually you need to proactively go out there and play offense and find new customers. And the more people that know you exist, the more potential you have to get those new customers. So referral is great. Don't get me wrong. It's awesome. It's the best type of business. But how long can that truly last? Is it sustainable over the long term? Probably not. For years, maybe. But I doubt it after that. 
I mean, you got to think again, five, 10 years in the future, do you still think you're going to get all of your clients from referrals? And if you are, great. That just means, in my opinion, you're still not as big of a company as you probably could be because you never went on offense to find even more. It's so true. And if you never have that pipeline dry up, great, good for you. But why wouldn't you want to grow, take on more business, make more money, get into the millions of dollars worth of revenue simply by investing a few grand in marketing, in my opinion, but I'm beside myself. Now, where do you think a lot of small business owners go wrong with marketing or what do you kind of see often? So this is actually a quote from the, we were talking before this, right? We're talking about a conference that I was at and speaking at just about a week and a half ago. And we put up a slide. It's a quote by Keenan from the book, Gap Selling. It is one of my favorite quotes and one of the most powerful quotes I have ever heard. And the quote, and hopefully I remember it verbatim, but the quote is, nobody cares about your services. They care about how your services solve their problems. That's it. That is all. So at the end of the day, a lot of small businesses go wrong by talking about themselves. Honestly, no one cares that you started in 2008. Not a single person cares. They just don't. And it's not to say you should be prideful of that, but they don't care. The first thing you do when you go to someone's website or go into a store, do you say, oh, when did you guys start? No, you say, what do you have that can help solve my problems? I'm looking for this solution to this problem. Or if you're you know, advertising, it's, helping people understand that you have a solution to their problem. So it's all about the problems. It's about the problems, about your customers. It has nothing to do with you. And that to me, again, was one of the most profound quotes I had ever read and one of the best books I ever read because it switched my mindset from me, 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 how do I talk about everything I can do to talking about you, you, you and the problems you're facing and how do we help solve those problems? So again, to your original question, I think that a lot of small businesses go wrong by focusing on themselves and thinking that people care about them because the truth is they don't. So here's here's a question. It's kind of like, do you care about iPhone or Apple or do you care about Google? Or do you just care about the devices and how seamless they are with, you know, syncing everything, um, how cool they are? Do you care about RAM? Do you care about Ford? Do you care about Chevy? Or do you care about the actual trucks and the way they make you look? the amount of horsepower or torque behind them. I mean, these are just quick examples, but I don't care about Amazon. You know what I care about? How fast can the company get me the things I need in life? I couldn't care less if that's Amazon or a different company. Amazon just does it the best. But that's the point. It's about problem that you're solving, not the brand itself. Well, and when you focus your marketing on problems, because I learned that actually a few years ago, because I was like, no, it's my story. And then my friend at the time was like, nobody gives a shit, like it's get true. to how you solve their problems. I'm like, oh, okay. didn't know that. But it's true. And a lot of people don't realize they have that problem or especially kind of relating it back to the career coaching, a post we did about or a TikTok, whatever it was on four signs, you have a bad boss and the amount of reach outs we had of like, oh my God, I didn't even know I fell into this category. Like it was something so simple. Mm -hmm. And I think simplification where you don't need to like tell these immaculate stories and all this crazy big words and blah, blah, blah. Like what's the problem? Here's how I solve it. Done. You want to work with me or do you not? Yeah. Going back to a point you made earlier of you are aggressive with your marketing. That's one of the things I think why we hit it off because you're like, you could do this. Like Monday shouldn't suck. Why don't you quit your job? And Screw that. And I, I really appreciate that about you. Well, I appreciate it. Of course. How do you work with your clients? Are you working with a lot of like solopreneurs? Are you working with 
10 to 50 team members? How do you kind of work with it? Because I want to learn more about this. Yeah. So essentially we are helping. It's really any small business. I mean, at the end of the day, it comes down to what your needs are. Every project starts with a conversation and we're not the right company for everybody. We don't want to be the right company for everybody because you can't service everybody. You need to understand who your target audience is and what their problems are and how you solve them, right? Just to go back on Keenan's quote from Gap Selling, who is your target audience and what is their problem and how can you solve it? So for us, we looked at the market and we said, we understand small businesses more than anybody and we want to leverage our experience and help them. So if you're a small business owner, and that doesn't matter whether you own, have one employee or 10, if, are you a small business and do you have a problem? Now, if you're making you know, $10 million, you're probably gonna need an agency that truly has a team of people, I mean, dozens of people to help uh, support you around the clock and year round. And we're just not that brand. We're not that business and we don't wanna be that business. Right now, we are the business that is, if you're a small business and you need help, again, with your logo, you need help with your branding, you need help with your website, you want to get found on Google, you don't understand what SEO is, come to us, trust us, we're the professionals, we're the partner you can rely on. And at the end of the day, like I said earlier, your goal is to focus on your business, our goal is to help you grow it with our marketing and advertising solutions. So it is any small business that is struggling with that and they want to partner, we got you. That's what it's all about. And so far, it's been extremely fun and extremely worthwhile. And we are booming beyond belief because that message is resonating with the right people. If we say your website sucks and it's not a dig at you as a business, your website sucks because you're missing out on opportunities. So to what you said earlier, Angela, is that if you had 10 extra customers, at $100, you could essentially pay for the new logo and not a full website, but you could be on the path to getting a new website. You could start upping your marketing advertising so that more and more people are attracted to you. They know you exist and then say, okay, I want to work, I potentially want to work with these people. And then it's just the more people you get, the more money you make at the end of the day. So I think people definitely could leverage us if they're in that situation where they're a small business and they say, I need help with a logo again. I need help with a website. I just need help growing it. How do I grow my business? That's a challenging question. And what happens for a lot of people is that you're trying to grow your business because you're trying to build your first website or you're trying to upgrade your website yourself. You're sitting in WordPress or whatever platform for 40 hours. You're like, dude, you got to stop focusing on trying to do it yourself and hire it out. Focus on growing your business and managing your business, not trying to be the expert in every single thing under the sun because you can't and you'll get nowhere. And it's not how you grow. Well, in the opportunity cost there of whatever your hourly rate is, say you want to make whatever, 200 bucks an hour is what you need to stay successful in business. Well, if you put 40 hours plus into it, that's the amount of revenue like you lose out on long term. I mean, that's a lot of money we're talking about. Just spend the money and just do it. That is the one mistake. If I were to go back and do it again, I would just pay for it, pay for just, it to be done up front. Like it, it works. You, you know a thing or two, like just send it to the people that are experts. So there's a quote that I was once provided. The quote was, buy nice or buy twice. Ooh. And the point of it is very simple. Everybody wants to cut corners because, and I get it, especially as small businesses. Again, you don't have millions of dollars sitting around. It can just blow money left and right. So 
the point of the quote is simply don't cut yourself short. Don't cut your nose to, uh, to spite the face. Don't spend cheap amount of money up front because you're like, oh, I need a website. Just get the one you want because it's going to make you feel good. It's going to make you feel proud. It's going to make sure that it's professionally done. And I'm not talking about websites. I'm just in general. doesn't matter what, even this podcast equipment. I was in the same boat when I was launching the podcast. I was like, well, what equipment should I get? You Google it, you talk to people and people are like, oh, you can get it for $99. Okay, $99 is great, but is that the right equipment? Think long-term. If you spend 99 now, but then upgrade to the stuff that's 399 a year later, well, you just spent another $100 that you didn't need to. Ultimately, just go, in my opinion, go for the package that is truly what you want. So you're not regretting your first decision and then spending even more money on your second decision. Buy nice or buy twice. I really like that. And I think, especially as a small business owner, when you're first starting out, I feel like everyone has an opinion and like, oh, well, you should do it this way and you should do it that way. It's like, well, your financial firm is not related to my resume business. Your marketing firm is not related to insert 500 other companies. But I think where a lot of people also go wrong with is stop comparing and just saying, well, so-and-so did it this way. So I'm going to do it that way. I loved when you and I talked about the podcast and you're like, okay, well, this is all I use, but don't feel like you have to do it all. And I was like, this is overwhelming, but it's the same thing. I mean, you're in marketing, you're way better at this stuff than I am, but it made sense for me to hire someone out to do it for me when it came to the podcast. It's just so interesting. I don't know why people feel the need to just like compare yourself to everyone else. That's just the challenge. I mean, it, and that's just business, right? At the end of the day, business is nothing but solving problems and evolving over time. All it is, solving problems and evolving over time. And every single day, especially as a small business owner, you run into new challenges and of course, you and you don't have a million dollars, you have to be mindful of the money you're spending, right? You have to be smart with it. But being smart doesn't mean being cheap. Those are two different things. And at the end of the day, you want to go with the thing that you know is going to work and again, make you feel happy, proud, professional, whatever it might be. Instead of buying something, like we've all done it. You buy something and then a minute later, you're like, well, I probably should have got the nicer one. And then you're like, why don't I get this cheap one? And it's not to say cheap things aren't good. They have their place. They have a purpose. But if you're comparing, you know, good, better, and best, you're always going to start with the good and then you're going to want the better. And then eventually you're going to get the better. And then you're going to go, I don't expect the best. Just start with the best and get what you want the first time around. And that's a hard thing to do in business. It really is. It's hard because you have to justify the cost. You have to justify the risk. But like you said, it's about the opportunity that can come from the best thing out there. So again, it, it's very individualized. It's one of the lessons I have learned. Instead of going, again, good, better, best, cut the chase, go to best, and then move on to the next thing. That's the power of just buy nice or buy twice. Hopefully it makes sense. It does. Nope, because I'm just looking around and I'm thinking of the thousands of dollars extra I've spent just on doing that like when I first got started. So yes, learned my lesson on that early on too. Now, I want to talk about, you have a few things cooking for the future. So where's Branded Bull going in the future? I want to hear about what's happening. What's in store for you for 2023? We have seen tremendous growth over the last, I mean, few weeks, to be completely honest. We launched in 2021 and we took two and a half years of just setting up like the foundation. And that is a lot of time, trust me. But when you're doing things like graphic design, website design, there's so many things that go into the background. 
it's like, okay, which platform do we want to use? Okay, let's start working with this. Okay, we don't really like this platform because it doesn't serve our clients. Okay, let's work with this platform. Now you do it all over again. And you do this three or four times. And it's different from buy nice or buy twice because you just don't know what the right option is. That's a completely different conversation. If you're not sure the right option, well, it's trial by fire. You have to try new things. And then eventually you hit that point where you say, crap, this isn't servicing our customers. It's not servicing us. Now we need to switch to a different tool, platform, whatever it might be. So for us, the last year and a half has been all foundational, trying things, making sure that we have the right paperwork in place. Honestly, it's as simple things like that. As a small business owner, you would know this, but it's making sure that you have all the right pieces in place so that when you launch, you're doing it the right way. And so that's what we've been doing. And then, like I said, just as of a few weeks ago, the growth has been insane. And in 23, we hope to just continue on this path. And we were actually on a call the other day because, you know, as a small business owner, these are the conversations you have, but we're, we're calling somebody and we're talking about how we need a CPA. And we're saying, we have questions about write-offs. We have questions about salaries and we have questions about year and taxes and all of these things. And we're like, guys, we just need help. But this is the fun, I think, in owning a small business is that every single day, whether you like it or not, there is a new challenge. And so you have to go learn this stuff. And ultimately, uh, to bring this full circle when it comes to career coaching, the more exposure you get to business and life, I think the more valuable you are as a person, as an employee. If you understand how marketing truly works, I think one of the coolest things people could do in college, and I know I'm going off on a massive tangent at this point, but one of the coolest things people could do and should do, and at least in college, if not sooner, is go start a business and try to make it successful. And you would have to define what success looks like. But having those challenges and being exposed to new problems that you'll never probably face in the real world, I would call it like your career life, it's unparalleled in terms of the amount of experience, information, and knowledge you get. So that you're talking you know, about revenue. You're talking about profit. You're talking about buy nice or buy twice. You're, you're understanding these different concepts, such as the one from Keenan, right? About problems they're trying to solve, like focusing on your customer. These are all things that you learn through education. And I think the quickest way to be educated is to go out and do it and not sit behind a textbook. So I just think it'd be really cool to see more and more people develop a business at a younger age to get all of this experience. And that is how I one of the biggest things I've said in my life and for my career is that reading is great. Trying it is even better. Going out again, build a business. Even if it's like for a year, just do it because you get exposed to so many problems. And then what happens is you understand a bigger business that you might work at, what their actual challenges are, what they should actually be focusing, what the actual priorities are, because it's just the same thing. Just could be 10 times bigger, but you're still focusing on the same stuff. You're still trying to solve problems for customers. You're still trying to enhance your products and service. All that said, there's a lot that I've learned and a lot that we're applying into 2023 because those are all, again, problems that small business owners face. And one of those things that we, if we can take one of those things off of their plate, which is the marketing side of things, that's what we want to do. Again, you know, you got a person that you need to deal with in accounting, you got a finance person, you've got a marketing person, and now you start to see what it looks like to have a big business. You have these different people and teams that do these things. And so we just want to help small businesses have that partner that can take the marketing advertising, like I said, off of their plate. And as a result, 
like I said earlier, it's resonating with a lot of small business owners and more and more people are reaching out. And so 23 to your original question looks extremely exciting. You know, I was told this by my brother and this is probably a common expression, but entrepreneurship is all about jumping out of the plane and building the parachute on the way down. And that's exactly what we're doing because you don't know what you're doing. You have an idea, you have a plan, you have a path, but every single day something happens and you say, I'm going to figure it out. I have no choice but to figure it out. And then you do. And then you're on to the next call. And it's really just rinse and repeat for however long you end up doing it realistically. But that is what 23 looks like. Continued growth, new problems, new challenges, but it's fun. It's exciting. I love it. I'm looking forward to it, to be completely honest. This is the first time in my career where I see like I am truly excited by the opportunities ahead of me versus in the past where I was like, okay, another year. I look forward to it. And that's the difference between entrepreneurship and it's not for everybody. And, you know, that typical, I would say, traditional path that I was in earlier of corporate America. Neither one is right or wrong. It's just what kind of lifestyle do you want and which one can provide it ultimately. And so I guess that one biggest thing that I wanted to do in my life was like feel a challenge, feel alive, like wake up and not hate Mondays. And I'm not doing it anymore. And that feels awesome. That was so good. I don't even want to put my own comments on that because you just, you said it perfect, but it is true. And I love that because long-term, I would love to teach a college level course where you have to start a business, you have to make it successful, like maybe my retirement plan when I'm not so involved in (laughs) day-to-day, but it's so true. I have a master's degree. I have a bachelor's degree. I have multiple certifications. I have learned the most owning a business. And when shit hits the fan, as it has multiple times... (laughs) walk away, take a break, grab yourself a coffee or a shot of whiskey, whatever you need and come right back and figure it out. That's what works. But I love that you jump out of the plane and you build the parachute as you go down. That is the perfect explanation. I think we need a shirt off of that. I would buy it. I need it. Yeah. It's all yours. If he does that, you let me know. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Adam, as we wrap this up, I always like to ask every guess this. What advice do you have for listeners? I know you just gave so much good advice already, but what other odes of wisdom do you have? Well, first of all, I appreciate you having me on. I hope this is valuable to someone, at least one person. I have become a massive fan of reading and of podcasts and just education. There's an old quote, whatever, I don't know, whatever it goes, but ultimately it's the point of it is that if you know a hundred words, you can only speak a hundred words. If you know a thousand words, you can speak a thousand words. If you know a million words, you can speak a million words. So the point of it is that if you don't learn more, you can never try more, do more, experience more. How do you do that? You learn. Learn through podcasts like this one. Learn through YouTube. Learn through what out with courses. It doesn't matter. Just continue learning and growing because there's more that you can do at the end of the day. The more potential that you have in your career, in your life, in business, whatever it might be. So my um, piece of advice that I would give is that, and this is a borrow from somebody else, so it's not my words, but it again, hit home with me. And this is all through the education I've gone on this journey for the last five years. This is where I've learned all of these things. But another thing that was told to me by someone very close to me is that everything you're told is bullshit. And by that, it is, well, you should work harder, not smarter. Well, you should do this, not that. You should try this, not that. And this is what Mike Tyson, I think it is, but everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. Yeah. You just gotta do, just continue going forward. Life doesn't stop. Nobody cares about you. Hard fact, nobody cares about you 
the world will continue forward because everybody's got their own problems and they're focused on themselves. You know, it's good to take tidbits left and right and learn these little principles. But at the end of the day, it's all bullshit. Just work, man. Work, 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 and work hard and just outwork everybody around you. And you're going to get to where you want to go as far as I'm concerned. So hopefully that makes sense. Stop relying on all of these little quotes and expressions and just, dude, go out and work like you actually mean it. And you're going to get to where you want to go. It might take a little bit of time, but you'll get there. Adam, this has been so much fun. For anyone listening, if you want to work with Adam, if you want to follow him on LinkedIn, everything's in the show notes. So reach out to him for any of your marketing needs. And thank you again for tuning in to another episode of That's Business. If you're looking for a career change and you're not sure where to start, the Resume Rescue can help. Sure, there's no such thing as the perfect fit for everyone, but here at the Resume Rescue, we're on a mission to find the perfect solution for you. Whether it's changing careers, updating a resume, learning LinkedIn, or practicing interviewing, we have you covered. Find us online at theresumerescue.com and find all of our contact info in our show notes.